Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and presenter. Today, we have another new guest on the Well Played crew. I'm really excited to bring Paul Yenny in, and we're going to be talking about getting started with items, and items is one of my favorite things. We'll get into that in a little bit, but Paul, if you could introduce yourself, give us a little bit of a background, that'd be awesome. Uh, hi, I'm Paul Yenny. Um, I'm a fifth grade teacher in Colorado Springs. Um, uh, it's my second year teaching, uh, and Ooh, great. thought I thought I there was a, a point where I was kind of thinking, you know, some of this fun stuff, let's push it off a couple of years. Um, and then I thought, you know what, I'm learning how to teach anyway. I might as well learn how to do the interesting, fun stuff I want to do right off the bat. That's, so that's that's such a good point, and I think a good mantra really for all of us. I mean, don't just say like, oh, it's good for Paul who's at the beginning of his career, but really any of us. I think when we get a new idea, sometimes we tend to shelf it and say like, well, I'll look into that <laughs> next summer, or maybe I will look, look at it over spring break. But it's like if you have something good before you, why not explore it? Why not put it into practice right away? That's I think that's the true power of teaching too is the fact that if you're going to be in this as a career, you, you know, you have 40, 40 times to like 40 years or whatever to like practice this craft, hone this craft. You might not always be in fifth grade, but still like your pedagogy and your process and how mm -hmm. it works. Like, let's get that started right away. Yeah. And I was thinking about it in terms of, well, I can learn how to do it a way I don't want to do it and then unlearn that as I kind of figure out <laughs> right. how I want to do it. Or I could just learn how I want to do it. Yeah, and so luckily I've had some some really good support and both administrative and and uh, with my coworkers that you know I feel free to hey I can try this I can gamify my second year. Yeah, um, that's so, awesome. Well, really excited. Congrats and uh, welcome to teaching. I think it's a fabulous career. And, Thank you. You know that's awesome that you're you're in it and I love it. So, uh, and I'm sorry, where are you from again? What's the... Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. Oh my gosh, I'm jealous. Colorado's gorgeous. Love it. Yeah. Love wow. it. That's awesome. All right. So, getting into today's well-played topic here of getting started with items. Uh, you, where, like, you reached out on Twitter and kind of asked mm -hmm. a few questions and I kind of reached out and said, you want to have this discussion kind of on well-played? Because I, I think it really would help a lot of other people that are thinking of the same things, that you're, you're hitting some frustration points or you're hitting some just head scratchers, and we want to figure them out. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my big thing, I've been listening, I've been like binging the podcast and flipping through the book, and the thing that I kept coming up against was there's some really great ideas for things to do with items, things you can make items for. But the biggest thing was practically, well, what do I make my items out of? What do I print these on? What Are you just using paper? Are you laminating? What are people doing? And so that was kind of my big, because I had some ideas and and I had some stuff, but I, I really didn't want to start really creating items until I knew I could hand a kid this and go, here, use this. Sure. Um, and when I dipped my toe in last semester, um, I have to give my mom, Ann Yenny, a shout out. She's on Twitter. Go follow her. Um, she is the one who kind of pushed me towards Explore Like a Pirate and was like, you got to read this. You like games. You got to read this. So we gamified a unit together last semester, and I just printed it out on paper. And the items just, they didn't feel as special. 
Mm-hmm. The kids loved them, but it was just like, here's a scrap of paper. Here you go. Here's sure. And so it was really interesting to hear different people on Twitter say, here's what I do with you with mine. And so I'm curious, what do you do with your items? Well, so the advice I give, or I will give you and everyone else listening, is just this idea that, I I mean, I absolutely love items. I think they're so cool. They're so unique. They're so fun. There's neat combinations. And we can get into all that. But uh, as far as the how do you give them out, what what is the thing that you're handing to the student? Uh, I do, one, I think physical trumps digital any day Mm -hmm. absolutely Uh, i think there's that relationship that's built i mean we're humans right like like we are animals like there's we're tribal (laughs) and like Mm -hmm. yes computers are great and they help us in a great many things but like nothing is better than that tribal sense of like somebody gave you something you took from them the thing that they gave you physically like that that's a magical moment that yes lasts a fraction of a second but it, it hits deep down in so like i hope people Stick with the physical. Now, your mm-hmm. specific question, what is the physical I hand out? Uh, I tend to do regular sheets of paper, super thin. I agree with you. It is not as neat or as special as something a little heavier. But the problem I ran into is I, I want the, I want to do this. I love gamification. I love items. I super love items. I If I could, I would trick out my game with like a thousand of them. <laughs> um, but... The, the management of a thousand items, I think I'm up to probably 170 items right now. And the management of that, if, if I print it on cardstock, I would have to put them in like a card, uh, you know, like cardboard box kind of thing where you'd have to kind of like flip through them all, like mm-hmm. a card catalog almost. Yeah. And uh, that to me just doesn't work. Like in my mind and like the way I work, like I'm a very mm-hmm. visual person. So I have the exact same setup they have. I just have a huge like three inch binder that have all my items in it. And I'm a visual person. I can flip through that thing really quick and be like, oh, yes, I want to give them this axe. If you told me I had to think of it just more kind of like alphabetically and flip through this thing and say like, ah, uh, like that wouldn't work for me. So mm-hmm. and there's no way I could put more than like. I don't know, two or three items in a pocket if they were cardstock. And mm-hmm. I teach middle school, so I don't know, I have like 100 kids, right? So like, no, I need that sleeve to hold like 25, 30 items because I don't want to be printing <laughs> the, the battle axe, you know, every day. Right. I want to print like, I usually fit, what do I fit? Nine images to a sheet of paper. And then I usually print three sheets of paper, like, of an item. So whenever I make a new item, that's what I do. I mean, that's my process. I make it, I fit nine to a page, hit print, and I print three of the, that set, cut them, and I have I, my starting pocket then is 27. And then I don't typically have to print that again unless it's like low-hanging fruit item that you know you're going to be giving away a bunch. Right, just for free, basically. Yeah, like, but <laughs> if it's something they have to earn, like 27, 27 might last me like two years, you know, like, so that I don't mm-hmm. even have to like worry about it again. So that, that's my process. Not as special as the, you know, uh, like you said, like kind of the heavier paper or if you've laminated them. Right. Uh, but the other thing too, I got to say, like laminating, that would be awesome. However, like you better be darn sure everything 
mm-hmm. is just the way you want it. And like, I have had to make changes. Even that example of 27 lasting me two years. There's sometimes 27 lasts me one year, even though I only gave out like five of them because I decided next year, you know, I didn't like the wording on that or, oh, I meant for them to use that one time, but I didn't really put it in there. And I kind of, it didn't break my game, but I want to clean that up for next year and put there's mm-hmm. a one-time item on there. So, I mean, to think of like going to the la- laminating level, like, mm-hmm. ooh, I adjust my items probably too much to make that true. I even noticed uh, yesterday I printed out some test ones. Just the tw- just the amount of changes I made in between my test batch and what I think yes. is going to be final, which won't be. You know, seeing I have some that are like five-time use, so I have little places for me to do punches. So. Yep you punch it and I, and those were minuscule when I actually printed it out. So I had to go and make those bigger and figure all that stuff out. So I think laminating, I, I, I agree on, on that. It's, it would be so I'm, cool. Like per your point though, mm-hmm. it would be super, it would be amazing baller to be like, boom, here's some laminated <laughs> stuff. And you know, that would be awesome. Or even just card sock, that heavier set, mm-hmm. you know, that'd be fun. One thing that I have done sometimes, if you want to add that special element, I don't do this every time a kid gets an item, but sometimes when there's a big like competition or big like boss battle or just big moment, uh, what I have done is take a piece of cardstock, cut it just slightly larger than the items I'm giving out, and mm-hmm. then I, I pick out five or six items, and then I wrap them in an aluminum foil. And it's like a baseball card. You know, it's like you yeah. won this thing, but like here's 10 random packs. Like which one are you going to grab for your prize? You that's know? awesome. You know, and that's kind of been <clears throat> a way to make it just a little more magical. But that piece of card, uh, cardstock, you know, makes that feel like a baseball card pack, which you could never do mm-hmm. without that in there. So that's a nice little, I don't know, way to like trick it out a little bit, make it a little special and, and feel that. Yeah, for sure. Feel that random moment of like, oh, like which of these packs? And you can even like, Tell them sort of the math. Like one of these packs has like an ultra rare, you know. But like, yeah, I, which one is it? I don't know. I haven't I haven't collected cards since I was a kid. But every time I'm at at like the dollar store or at Target, every once in a while, I'll just grab a pack because there's something about just one, what's in this. What's in it? What's <laughs> in it? So like, yeah, if you have, you know, if I would say you could totally get away with doing that if you have, I don't know, even if you had just ten items in your game. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you have ones that are one-time use, things that wouldn't totally hurt if somebody got, you know, three of those in one shot, because mm-hmm. you put three of those and then you put kind of a medium one in there and maybe one like super awesome one, you know. Uh, or what you can do too, if you don't have a lot of items, this might not be specific to your situation, but just on the podcast here, if you don't have a lot of items, you could also just put in place of an item a card that says like bonus 250 XP. Right, so mm-hmm. now it's like item, item, two hundred fifty XP, two hundred fifty XP, you know, another item, and it's like, oh, cool, like I got, I only got three items, but I got five hundred XP just for opening this pack, like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> uh, so that, I mean, that's a, a suggestion I'd make for people with thinking about the distribution of items. Yeah, um, you made a good point too about like functionality of the item, like managing that like i often get that question you know how do you manage all these items and i the answer is kind of obvious like for me (laughs) i I feel like it's obvious for me when you're building any system you have to make it 
as streamlined because like in the end you are the bottleneck like mm-hmm. right because you are not a computer you can't do you know eight thousand million calculations a second or whatever so you know i want my game to to be quite honest i want my game to be as complex and as big as i can make it but at the same time without like anytime i can remove me from the bottleneck or mm-hmm. minimize the input i have to make on it the better because then it, that means i can actually add another feature if the last feature i added takes up half my time well then i only have half my time left to like add another feature like but if i can get that down to like i barely do anything except have to print them and cut them or whatever right then like so like you even said you have to hole punch yours i don't even do that i just have these little white circles on mine and the kids just have to like mark off oh i like that so they just like show me like yep see i got the staircase and i'm like all right and then they like they can go do whatever they can go do or even just have them you know where the hole puncher is go yep. punch your own hole yeah like i don't i don't want any of that and then people sometimes ask like who keeps these items and just to answer that on the podcast for kind of an mm-hmm. official record here i give the students the items they have an item case and they put them in that item case you can get them on amazon you know for like i don't know 12 bucks or something like a hundred of mm-hmm. them and I give them all that. I say that's like their person. That's like their backpack, if you will, in a video game. So they can hold nine items. And once I give them the item, it's theirs. So like I teach sixth grade. Kids lose those things. Kids lose their binder. Kids lose, 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 lose. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't reproduce their experience for them. Cause, and, I, and the tip that I would give you is you put back on them the language that they might understand. So I say, look. You know, if if you by accident deleted your file on your Xbox, will your Xbox be like, "Well, I know he's a good kid, <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rebring the game back for him." Like, and I said, I don't want to mm-hmm. be rude, but like, as your teacher, I'm a like a normal teacher. I care about you. I want like nothing but the world for you. So if you're struggling with social studies content, like I will bend over backwards for you. But I said, in all game related things, I'm just like the Xbox like mm-hmm. kind of cold calculating and I don't mean to be rude, but it, that's the only way I can maintain a level of fairness when it's like, sorry, like you lost right. I know you're a super trustworthy kid. I know I just gave it to you yesterday. Like I even remember giving it to you. So <laughs> I, you know, like it's not even like mm-hmm. he's trying to pull my leg, but I got to still fall down on the answer of nope. Like Xbox wouldn't give it back to you. So nor will I. Yep. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And I, like I said, if you put it in that language, kids get it. Cause they, yeah. they, know, they know they can't like, cry to their xbox and then it's gonna be like okay <laughs> yeah i was i i got one for you here, here yeah you go. here you go okay okay <laughs> yeah so uh do you have like other questions that you're thinking through as you as you're thinking about rolling out these items for next year yeah so i'm well I, it's it's less of a question and more just kind of a processing out loud and then getting your kind of feedback sure um my thought for this for this rollout I really want, I I have grand visions of the design and the game as it will be at the end of the year, but I also know that really going slow, especially with kids who have no background in this, Mm -hmm. um, it also helps me because I can build the game as the year goes on. I don't have to have it all built right now and I can, they'll think I have the whole thing planned out, but they don't know. Um, was to start with just five or six items that have nothing to do with the game. Yep. That have to do with like one of them is um, 
and this I'll throw in, I won't throw in for a couple months, but it's my example. Um, last semester, I started experimenting with letting them listen to their own music in class. Mm -hmm. And so I have a, a card that's hyper-focused and you get five punches and you can, during independent work time, you can plug into headphones and listen to music. So it's all that Love kind it. of in the classroom stuff. And then I have one or two game items that's like roll for XP daily. Mm -hmm. But because I don't know what my game is going to look like, I don't know what boss battles look like. I don't know what side quests quite look like. I don't have any game related items, related me. items quite. So, and so, so Paul, yeah. Paul, like you're asking just a solid, this is an awesome question here. Cause this is the, the hump that everybody has to get over. Right? Like, and it's, it's a hard one because like when you're creating your game, the greatest area for items to, to, to be in your game is in those game-related things. But as you're starting to create your game, you don't have game systems yet. You don't have a boss battle. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know your full like story yet, right? Like all these mm -hmm. little things. And, and what, what, what happens is as you start to design your game, as you start to have a language for your game. So I'm just going to use mine as an example. When I started to have guilds, guilds are my groups. Like that's what each, so there's a house, right? That's my mm -hmm. period. And then each like little table of five kids or whatever is a guild. And okay, take that for an example. Now I have guilds. Now you could sort of go for a walk and think like, what's something that would benefit a group? just a small like micro group, like a guild. I do have houses. What might be an item that would benefit just those? And you start to think like, oh, like there could be a thing where, you know, any group work. Like, so I don't give XP for required tasks, like homework. Mm -hmm. But maybe there'd be an item that like, they could use one time that makes last night's homework for their guild. So that's like five people are going to get XP <laughs> for doing the homework awesome so i have a rule i don't give xp i don't give xp for um homework that was my rule i'm gonna mm -hmm. break my own rule with an item and i'm gonna do it in the context of the guild so like you got to kind of look at rules you either have or want to put in place so that you can kind of break them mm -hmm. uh, so uh another game related sort of rule for me i gave them those uh item sheets there's nine pockets. I have a rule that says you can't stack items, which means if you get three battle axes, you can't shove them in the same pocket. And, you know, that's going to mm -hmm. take three of your nine. Well, then that's a rule. No stacking. Well, that's an opportunity for me to break that game rule by like, oh, you if you get the sword rack, you know, you can put all swords and like level one and level two axes on this rack. And then you can shove them all in one pocket. And like mm -hmm. kids are like, right, you know. But all I did was actually like I made them their lives harder. And then I mm -hmm. gave them I gave them like an out. And like that's a perfect way to like start generating game related ideas. And that's kinda of, that's kind of where I've been going with these in classroom ideas. Just thinking back to last year, what what things did I let them just do that I can scale back and give them easy items to get so it is basically like they're able to just do it. Yeah. But they have to figure out some way to get that item or buy that item or do something. Which is typical so it... in a video game structure, right? Like mm -hmm. you usually start a video game with like no item and right. Like, but 
within the first like 90 seconds of the game, you bump into somebody that's like, oh, it's dangerous. And I just got this new sword. So you can take my old like wooden sword, you know, it's so, like, boom, mm-hmm. 90 seconds in the game. I got, a, I got a sword. Sweet. You mm-hmm. know? And same thing. So, you know, I, I always used to let my kids go back to their locker. I didn't really care that much unless a kid was like doing it all the time and bathroom, same thing. Right. But, when I started to gamify, I converted that into an item. It's it's uh, it's called Secret Stash. That's like lets them go like back to their locker, right? And it's got five little dots on it that I would cross off when they would go. And now they could do the very thing that they could do any time before. Now they only have five times, but they're <laughs> smiling because they're like, I unlocked mm-hmm. it. I got this. Very easy to unlock. And mm-hmm. the other thing I wanted to kind of double back on that you said, Paul is advice I give in my book and for anybody that hasn't read it it's uh the the advice is you should start with things that kids will understand always mm-hmm. start your game with the school related things the listen to music maybe the the hall pass you know back to your locker you know uh late homework assignment uh I had one that <clears throat> would make a question 50-50 on a test, but it's one question, you know. Uh, but those are all things they understand. That gets mm-hmm. kids into the game world because if I said like, whoa, there's this item that's you double your XP, but a kid's like, I don't even know about XP. I don't care about XP. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, who cares? But once, once in the game, what happens is your school-related items for most of your kids will will not be the cool thing. Like eventually they're right. going to be like, I don't care. I'll listen to music at home. Like give me the thing that doubles <laughs> my XP, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, I even thought about that and, and maybe turning, getting a higher level item. That's like a license. So the easy early game one is you can listen to music five times, but you can buy this license when you're level 10 that you can just listen to music whenever it's not a, a yeah. punch thing anymore because you have, You've leveled up, you've earned it, you've gotten to this kind of point. That's cool too. And, and that's the other thing too, when you hit the wall on items and you're like, I can't think of another one. Start to look back at the items you do have and start to level those up. Like, And, and you don't have to tell the kids this day one of school. This is one of those things you can add later. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you roll out the level two version of hyperfocus. And they're like, what? I didn't even know there's a level two. And you're like, oh, man, just wait till you see level three. And they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but all you did was just like mine your own ideas and then extended them further. Like, so, you know, bathroom pass or whatever, locker pass, you can go three times. Now you can go six times. Oh, then the like level three, like it's infinite. But by the time they get that, they're a kid that doesn't need it. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. You're really not exactly. Giving, you're not giving away anything, but you're giving away a little bit of pride, a little bit of like ownership. And this is the thing I love about items: when you start to get a like rich selection of them, there starts mm-hmm. to be a, a level of individualization within the game. Mm-hmm. The kids like proud of the fact that they got the license to listen to music anytime, and they're proud of that. You know, well, and like like you said at, at the beginning, and you're giving them a thing. You're not mm-hmm. just saying, "Oh, you're fine. I trust you." You're giving them here is a token of my trust it's it's a physical item you get to hold it yeah and you get to put it in your in your item backpack bag well that's another thing too that that magical moment of them like putting it in if they already have night items they have to kind of in my game calculate out like what's the thing i'm going to give up you know Mm -hmm. one of these have to shed they don't shed them to me they shed them to their group 
So uh, then like somebody else in their group gets to like get kind of a free item, which is you don't have to set that structure. You could take them back. What I like about that is it, it helps engage some of the kids that maybe didn't have much items, like they mm -hmm. kind of bolster up that person. Uh, so yeah, um, I think these items are just a super fun category, but a lot, yeah. of, a lot of people get stuck on the game. Like how do I make game related ones? Mm -hmm. And what I would suggest is if you look in the sort of back section of explore like a pirate, there are all those game mechanics. And if you think about the mechanics that you have in play, cause there's like 30 of them and you probably don't have all 30 in play. Um, just think about things that would relate to that. So you have XP. What are some things that we could do with XP? And then start to think of like one-time use and and then like some mega ones that are like all the time or just something that's super boss, like super baller. Uh, so XP would probably be one. Some of the examples I can give that I have for XP, I have an early one that they get that's called the Crusaders and it allows you to get double the points on the first 300 XP you get on a quest. And what I like about that is I teach the kids that it 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 echoes your quality. So you hand me in a blank sheet mm -hmm. of paper, it's not a it's not a bonus automatic 300 points. Like right. if it's a cruddy quest, it's only going to double up to the first 300. You hand me an amazing quest that's worth 1000 points. You're gonna double that first 300, so like you really are gonna get 1,300 points, mm -hmm. you know. So that's that's an easy one. But that also that I like that because it keeps kids from jumping way ahead from doing from doubling the whole total. And if it's a thousand points, they're two thousand points ahead of everyone else. Yeah, it keeps that it keeps the the horse race kind of a little bit more even. Yep, and that's another thing. And you wanna, yeah, you want to keep that you know, in check, you want to have what I call the Mario Kart effect where you keep people <laughs> in kind of a tight pack. So that's, it's fun. Uh, you never want to make it too easy for the bottom to become the top because then it makes the top meaningless. So you do want to protect the fact that like those people worked hard to be in the top 10 or whatever, mm -hmm. but you also don't want the bottom like 80 to feel like there's no chance ever for advancement. So keeping that tight pack is an important one. Uh, but take that item I just said, then so that was Crusader. Then there's the Crusades, which is like the, you know, upgraded mega version of that. And it is double the first thousand points. Um, but both of those are one-time use. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can't mega use that. And so that's an example of XP. Another example of XP, I have one that if you're not in the top 10 then it's another one of these like variable ones, but it's 500 points based on the quality of what you handed. So one to 500, but you can't be in the top 10. So mm -hmm. that's another one. If you have like rank as part of your game, if that's a mechanic you use, uh, that's a really cool one. And kids, kids kind of get excited because then it's like a special ability for the non top 10. And that kind of helps them out and feels like they can touch that top 10. So thinking through those kind of things. The other advice I give too is think of things that are recursive in your class. If you every Friday give a spelling test, like, okay, like that happens every Friday, then 
what can we do? Like there's a game opportunity mm-hmm. there. There's totally a game opportunity. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there could be an item that after the test they're allowed to take away or add one letter to one, you know, to one of their words. And if mm-hmm. they, if like, oh man, I, they just forgot the silent E or whatever, like, you know, but boom, they could do that. And if they can fix it, fix their spelling mistake by either adding one letter, taking away a letter or swapping two letters. Like if they did the I before E kind of thing, mm-hmm. if they could do one of those three and they notice that their item could turn on and do that, you know, maybe they can get 200 XP or something like but you know that a spelling test is happening every time. So what items can you have for that spelling right. list? You know, uh, if you do the thing where the spelling list has so many words from past units, you know, to kind of like right, the, bring it yeah. back in, maybe maybe that person's in control of one of those words. So like they get to pick. Mm-hmm. Like they know one of the twenty words this week is going to be you know Mississippi. Like all right, sweet. Like, but kids love that kind of ownership. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, and part of my thinking is in terms of that is I, I, you know, I didn't keep as good a notes of last year as I wanted. So it's kind of seeing what are my patterns going to be this year? What are these kids going to do weekly that we can kind of throw in there and, and do that with and play around with those kind of rituals? Yeah, I, I, that's so I think so important is look at those rituals, those recursive tasks, whatever they are for me, every test has a review day kind of the day before mm-hmm. it. and that's what i call my sort of either royal rumbles if they're not like fighting a boss i call them those royal rumbles and those are just little competitions between the guilds to kind of answer as many questions and we do all sorts of fun things with it and they usually can win items and <clears throat> it's a big deal or we're doing a boss battle there it's like one of the two uh and the kids love it i <clears throat> i will be putting out a YouTube video probably in two in the next two weeks. That's a, another. I've already done a few YouTube videos on how I make items, but I have a new process for making items. I really like it. Uh, I'm gonna try to because you're trying to get yours up and going. I'm gonna try to get <laughs> it out so that you can see that process and hopefully it'll help you make them. Yeah, uh, I really like my new process, but we'll see. I mean, there's all sorts of ways to make items, and people can do whatever they, whatever's best for them and their process. But I want to put out this, this way. Cause it's a, I think a pretty neat way. Now I have a silly question slash suggestion. Yeah. For your Royal Rumbles. Yeah. Do you have any items that feature professional wrestlers on them? <laughs> I don't yet, but yes, the, yes, the key term there. Even like if it was a medieval thing, but you just used a picture of stone cold or something yes. wearing, that's a see good how call. many kids. That make is, that connection. That's a good call. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, Paul. Well, we <laughs> we are at reflection time already. Awesome. So, uh, we're gonna... Th- that really does fly. People say the time flies and they're not lying. It does. It, it just goes <laughs> right by. I love it. Uh, I just love these conversations. So again, thank you, Paul, for Absolutely. coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. So you ready for reflection time? I am. This one, this quote comes from Christopher Isaac Stone, and it is, even the simplest tools can empower people to do great things. I, wow, that's a good one. Um, You know, I think even outside of gamification, I just think of 
I mean, that makes me think of like just a, a pencil. Sure. And a pencil or a pen or just writing. And we have all these books and we just, it gives us a tool to express ourselves. And it's really just a piece of rock in a piece of wood. <laughs> you got it. And with these items, like some of them, like we were talking about, it's stuff we would let the kids do anyway, but it's this totem. It's this little tool that empowers them to go, hey, this is a, a choice I'm making. I am deciding to go to my locker. I'm making that decision and I'm paying my, you're not really paying anything. You're yep. bubbling in a, a thing. And those little tools empower them to feel like, hey, I have control and I have ownership over yeah. this. Yeah. And and the one thing I noticed gamifying my other my unit last semester was I had a kid who did nothing all year. He was that kid who either little effort or no effort and just giving him XP that we hadn't even introduced anything other than XP. He went home and spent three hours on a side quest and brought it in the next day completely surprised me. And just those fake points that really mean nothing in the real world. That was a tool for him that, it really showed me, oh, you do have this creativity inside you. You do yeah. have this drive. You have all this, and you just needed a little push, and this was the push you needed. That's an awesome story. I agree. I want to echo kind of the same thing. Uh, again, the quote being, even the simplest tools can empower people to do great things. This is one of the things I absolutely love about items. It sounds silly. It sounds crazy that I hand a sheet of paper a little as you said at the beginning, a little scrap of piece of paper that's got, you know, crusaders written on it. But it it's a direction. So anybody that plays a game understands when you get dealt that hand of cards, whether you're playing poker or whether you're playing like some complicated Dungeons and Dragons type game with cards, uh, it's it's formulating a path for you. It's formulating a strategy. And it empowers you because you're the one that notices that. You're like, I have these cards. Hey, I have a chance. Oh my gosh. I have if that flop comes out right, I have a chance at a flush. I have a chance at, you know, like a royal flush. Right. But you saw that and you went for it. So it's empowering you to walk down a strategic path. And I think that is something that's lacking in schools. Like uh, mm -hmm. And kids, for whatever reason, I mean, teachers could kind of come back on my last comment and say, well, we give them grades and we give them feedback. But like, for whatever reason, I, I don't want to get into it, kids, kids do not see that and they are not motivated by it. I mean, they mm -hmm. might be worried about it. They might ask questions about it, but let's not confuse ourselves. They are not motivated by the grade. They're fearful. Yeah. They're fearful of the grade. <laughs> uh, it and, doesn't, it doesn't speak their language like this kind of game stuff does. Yeah. It doesn't empower them. This, this does because you see that strategy. And like you said, ultimately you're the one making that choice to go to the bathroom. You're the one making that choice to say, I'm going to go home and do a side quest and I'm going to do an awesome job on it because it's going to double the first 300 points. This is a strategic choice I am making and I'm going to like see that through. And that, that is awesome. And, it, and I love the beginning part of the quote, even the simplest of tools. We're talking <laughs> about a piece of paper, a little extra time on my end, but it, it formulates this, this, this environment in which kids can meet, make those strategic and meaningful choices. Absolutely. Well, Paul, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was awesome chit-chatting with you. I, I think we're going to have to double back and get a, get a, hear how your year's going. And Absolutely. Uh, I would love to do it. Loved being on. Awesome. 
Well, everyone else, thank you so much for enjoying this conversation. If you would like to post a comment or question or just a little high five, you can find this episode on my YouTube channel. It is episode 123, so just find that and put in a comment. And I would love it if you check out the YouTube channel for all the other content that's there. Definitely lots of gamification ideas and other playful and joyful ideas. As always, everybody, enjoy your week and play on.